Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Am I going mad? Or did the word think escape your lips? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. What's up? How are you today? No, seriously, you, personally. I'm good. How good. are you? You. Actually, I'm not good. There's no man good in that one. <laughs> we well. are here, part four of our second Servanthood series. You just got served. Another look at Servanthood. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about the distractions and snares of a servant and how these are the tools the enemy uses to keep our eyes off of the prize. Tonight, we're installment four, as Jeff said, and you know... Moving on in chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, so if you want to get your Bible. This is actually a pretty cool passage, so you might want to actually follow along. Um, and uh, it's longer than probably what we'll be able to get to tonight, and there's more verses than we'll be able to read, but I want to challenge you to read it on your own, verse 14 down to the end of the chapter. And um, you know, he starts off, Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to ruin, to the ruin of the hearers, but be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. And, uh, man, the power of the word, you know, the spoken word. And, um, you know, we've seen it in our churches. We've seen it. At school, I mean, if you went to school, you saw it, you know. <laughs> if you were in junior high, you saw it. Um, and, you know, it doesn't change. You know, adults are just grown-up junior high kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the power of the word and how it can d- divide, how it can ruin uh, relationships, how it can ruin um, an organization or a group of people that are otherwise in unity, you know, it is just a, and like it says, it, a, a word that divides is like something and it's false is like a cancer. Words spread so quickly. And it's interesting. He's, he's encouraging Timothy to kind of, he's warning him that this is going to happen and encouraging him to not get involved. He's not saying, okay, like when this happens, you know, you take this person's side and you handle it this way. He's saying like, don't even don't even tolerate don't let this happen and it's a shame you look at our church and how much of the pastor's time is being like referees among the church body you know this person prefers this way of doing things you know i just hear about like you know my wife's the church my wife grew up in and they're the congregation's like split and they want this pastor to retire they think the music's too old you know like that kind of stuff like that stuff happens in our church and it's a shame because the servants of god are called to serve the body, but not to referee the body because that body of Christ is supposed to be serving as well. You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting to see that the same problems we have now are the problems they had back then. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And thanks for tuning in to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Yay. <laughs> the, the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Check out our website, www.thealtarlife.com and uh, shoot us an email. More importantly... Let us know you're listening and where you're listening and why you're listening and, you know, where you're going to see seek psychiatric help. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, our show is really fun to listen to. You should stay and listen. Um, and, we're t- and, you know, because we're talking about the Word of God. You know, how can you go wrong when you're talking about the Word of God? 
um, you know, with your friends. That's just an amazing thing. That's fun. Yeah, I just think you know the what, this topic we're talking about tonight. It's it's a appro- it's appropriate. You can't say that this doesn't apply because there's a lot of issues like this in our current church. Maybe in the church you attend, the distractions of fighting and people arguing, and then as we'll see later, the distractions of just you know youthful lusts and impurity and all that kind of stuff. And he's warning Timothy to stay away, to flee, and to hold fast to the truth and to rightly be able to divide it. I like that. All right, that was a just rocking song by Thousand Foot Crutch. Fire it up. That should just get you amped up to do whatever. <laughs> yeah, go and do the laundry hard. <laughs> I'm waiting to be at like a sports game, a professional sports game, and hear that over the, that song. I just think that would be an awesome. Yeah, they should comes totally out, do that. Your team comes out to, to that song. If that I was a sweet. baseball player, that would be the song I came out to the batter's box. Yeah, in. that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, but just get you fired up to just go share the good news of Jesus too. You know, if you think about it that way. But oh yeah, um, and that's what Paul's encouraging Timothy to do, and and to sh- to be diligent. You know, to present himself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. You know, you know, if we were in the middle of all these idle babblings and words without profit to the ruin of the hearers, and we were spreading bad ungodliness in our babblings <laughs> like wildfire, like cancer, you know, that would make us ashamed, you know, when Jesus, if Jesus then all of a sudden showed up in our midst of our babbling and was like, what are you talking about? You'd be like, uh, nothing, you know, Whoops. you'd be ashamed. And Paul's encouraging young Timothy not to get wrapped up into all that. Don't get wrapped up into these things, you know, don't be a part of that. And, um, Man, they spread like, and we've seen this, you know, that message spreads like cancer. It's something that just, like, fired up. It's like, it like catches fire and it just spreads, you know. And all of a sudden you're like, where did that even come from? You know, we've seen denominations just turn right and go down the toilet because they got wrapped up into, you know, all, laughing and, the spirit yeah. and all these different things that aren't biblical. They're not things that started that came from the word of God. And that's why the truth of God's word is just central. You know, if it's not in his word, close your mouth, you know? Yeah. I just, it's funny because there are those times when you see the division in the church and between believers and you're like, man, the, the enemy is at work here. This is beyond just like, I don't like that shirt you're wearing, idiot. <laughs> you know, this is like supernatural division. Then it's just like the enemy's just laughing and saying, ha, because they, they get their minds and their, their eyes on other people. And they're looking horizontally instead of vertically at Jesus. And when a, the servant is properly gazing upon the face of Christ, no one cares what this person's views of eschatological events are. What they care about is Jesus and doing what he's called us to do. And we get so caught up in like little pettiness to the point where we start to like judge people's salvation on their personal preferences or their views. And it's a dangerous place to be. And, you know, just to pick up, Jeff, on what you were talking about, um, go, it remind, you know, going down to verse 18, you know, these two guys, I can't even say it, Hymenaeus and Philetus or whatever his name That's is. That's pretty good. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go with that. They have strayed concerning the truth, saying the resurrection has already passed. They're spreading false doctrine. They're talking about things that aren't true, and it's spreading like cancer, it says. And they overthrow the faith of some to the point where some people aren't even believing anymore the truth because they've 
they've guided people the wrong way with what they're saying. And I love verse 19. It's awesome. This is a great verse. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's the solid foundation that stands amidst, you know, then it gives me hope in the midst of the confusion and all the false doctrine out there. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. That was Plank Eye with Honey and Oil. A great picture of uh, the book of Proverbs with the woman uh, that leads the men astray, the strong man, as it says, and, they, and she takes them down easily because they are buying the lie. And uh, that's what Brent was just talking about, how there was these people, uh, you know, Paul's talking about specific situation with these two guys. We'll call them Jaime and Philly. Uh, or Phil, <laughs> him and Phil, um, that they were actually causing people to just totally abandon the belief of, and the faith of the true gospel, um, saying that the resurrection was already in the past. Well, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead and isn't going to raise us up, then what are we believing in? You know, these guys, and Paul's saying, you know, don't worry about these guys. Don't get worried about like, oh, well, what are they believing? He's like, the Lord knows who are his. You know, if... If this one person thinks, you know, something that's not that deeply foundational, you know, of importance and they have an opinion on it, but they believe that Jesus Christ died for them and their faith in him is what's going to get them to heaven, then chances are they're going to heaven. And we we try to, like, boss people around and beat them up and, and get them to join our viewpoint. And it causes division in the church. And uh, that last song, Honey and Oil, goes on to what Paul was talking about. As he goes on, uh, and he says in verse 22, we'll skip down a little bit. Flee also youthful lusts, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And the scary thing is, I mean, it, it, how do you find the people that have a pure heart? Because we don't know what's going on in their hearts. I don't. People don't know what's going on in my heart. And, uh, you know, thankfully, by the blood of Jesus, we are all purified. His blood constantly is purifying us. Um, washing us with the water of his word as well. The Lord knows, like we just read, who are his. So he knows those who are praying to him and they're seeking him with a, with a pure heart. And, um, man, that's my prayer tonight. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like number one on the list of having a pure heart. I know that my heart has been cleansed by the power of Jesus Christ. And I know that he's forgiven me of my in, impurities um, and he's continuing to go through the purification process, right, of of refining the, the gold that he's given me in my heart so that it's purer and purer, you know, so that it's ultimately clear. I love that picture of when gold is the most pure is when it's clear and it's transparent. You can see Jesus right through it. I love that. Um, and that's, you know, as you rightly divide the word of truth, as you spend the time in the word, as you're rightly figuring out what God is teaching you, um, that purification happens and that gold becomes more precious and more transparent and Jesus shines through. That was Let It Roll by Super Chick. Before that, you heard The Situation by Crystal Myers, which is a, a very true uh, portrayal of a lot of the struggles that our young people face and old people face, where they're surrounded by the pressure to just do what feels good and not have any type of backbone or... Uh, you know, have any truth to stand on. And that's what Paul's encouraging Timothy to, to watch out for. You know, it's easy to get caught up in, in, you know, the sex culture that we are surrounded by and the, you know, 
tell people that you're right and tell them why they're stupid for not believing you're right. You know, that's I <laughs> I fall victim to that. I'm like, I'm I know I'm right, and I need to tell people that I am so that they're not wrong. I'm doing them a service <laughs> by getting them to think how I think because I'm the right one. You know, <laughs> we get so caught up, and that sounds so ludicrous. Like it's like hyperbole, I guess, <clears throat> for me to say that. I don't even know if that's the right use of the word, but. Paul is warning Timothy, he's like, let's put these disputes away and let's get to the business of changing the world, <laughs> as this beautiful republic sings in the next song. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was casting off by this beautiful republic. Before that, you heard change the world. How do we expect to change the world for good with the kingdom of God if we're fighting? That's what that song talks about. And uh, that's what we're talking about tonight, the distractions and the snares of the servant. And what better thing to talk about in our unbelievable segment than distractions? And more importantly, our ability to focus on things that we really care about, to the much to the frustration of our wives. <laughs> and it's totally a gender Or thing. your parents. It's totally, this is totally gender specific. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, my wife can do 300 things at one time and have more than one conversation at the same time. Um, however, uh, I am completely, if I'm interested in something, I'm completely um, unable to be distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in to that thing if I'm really interested. Otherwise, I could, give, I could care less. Yeah. There's something that... There's All or nothing. Character flaw that I have is... Uh, if I'm if I'm talking to somebody and what I'm talking to them about isn't as interesting as the person like a couple feet away from me is talking about with that person, I so badly want to jump to that conversation. I'm like, oh what? Oh who said that? <laughs> you know, like you try to like totally hijack that conversation to replace the boring one that you're having. But when I'm in the middle of like an intense conversation, people trying to get my attention. It's like, what? I'm like, Jeff, I said your name like 10 times. I'm like, really? I wasn't paying My that. coworkers used to make fun of me about that all the time. We'd be having a conversation, and I'd be like researching something, because I'm all about like, I need to be right. So, uh, <laughs> like, we, I would say something, and then someone would be like, no, I don't think that's... And then I'd be like, on Wikipedia, boom, 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 boom. See here, just as I said, <laughs> you know, as I was right. Uh, and they'd be like talking about me. And I wouldn't be listening because I'd be so into the thing that I'm doing. And then finally, they start saying stuff that made no sense at all just to see if I was paying attention. <laughs> you know, people do that to me all the time. But then there's the other times when I can't. I'm just like, you know, squirrel. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Up, <laughs> the dog's like, <laughs> that's such a great, great moment in that movie. When every time the squirrel goes like, squirrel. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen Up, go see it. It's actually, uh, it's actually a problem. It can be a problem a lot of times, especially in the marital relationship. Oh yeah. Um, are you paying attention? Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Could you just give me the the road, the cliff note version back? Because just make sure I got it. But yeah. really, I didn't hear one word. <laughs> I see the mouth moving, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not receiving. I'm only just transmitting. What you hear is wah wah. You're wah, transmitting. Wah. I'm not receiving. Yeah. <laughs> What frustrates my wife is that, like, I'll hear the word she said, but it won't compute. Like, right. She'll be like, what did I just say? And I'll say back to her what the words that she said, but I'm not thinking about, like, what the meaning is right. behind them. Like, I heard them, and I'm like, you said you were talking about the, the, the refrigerator and, and the noise and the noise of the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, like, 
So I'll hit like some of the bullet points of the conversation to make it like I was listening. But I was too busy watching like Man vs. Food. <laughs> Jeff, we need prayer for our uh, ourselves. Yeah. Still to come on the altar life. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We kicked off this hour with two great songs. Two Hands by Jars of Clay and Danger by Mainstay. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We're here for another hour, so stay tuned. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. There you can find a way to send us a request of a song through email. You can listen to our most recent episodes as well as like us on Facebook right from there. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash thealterlife. It's really easy. And then you can stay in touch and find out you know, what episodes are coming up and what we're going to be talking about and get little sneak peeks and, and different things like that. I think it would be good for you to stay in touch in that way. And with everybody having smartphones and all this nonsense, you know, talking about people going on their computer to do it, that's like stupid. That's that's unintelligent of me to assume. But, uh, you know, you can just do it right there from your phone. Not me, though. I don't have that capability, and I like it that way. <laughs> Someone made fun of me for having a flip phone. Oh, you still have a flip phone? I'm like, what oh, do you funny. mean? Like, I was listening to the radio on the way home, and the guy was like talking about his phone and how he doesn't have a smartphone yet and he's like needs to get an upgrade he's like but i mean it's not that bad i mean i don't i don't have one of those flip phones I'm like <laughs> that's the phone that they gave like i just renewed my contract and that was the free phone they gave me okay like it's not like those phones don't exist anymore they're still out there <laughs> sorry Wait, so you have a flip phone yeah it's better oh. than having to put the hold oh. button on so that i don't accidentally dial somebody oh thanks for rolling with us tonight Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord, you know, we're doing a servanthood series, so here's a description. Here's a, um, you know, what, what would you put on your resume for being a servant of the Lord? Well, I uh, must not quarrel. But be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And, uh, you know, first off, must not quarrel and be gentle to all. You know, the environment here is the the two guys who are spewing out non-truths and causing people to sway from their from their faith. And he's saying, how do you react to these guys? You know, how to react to this environment where there's idle babblings and stuff going on? How do you react to that? First, be gentle to all. Whoa, don't quarrel, be gentle to all. Yeah, I mean, that's just amazing. He says, avoid the foolish and ignorant disputes. This isn't like ignorant like the way we use the word ignorant, meaning rude. Ign- this is ignorant as in like they don't have knowledge. So it's like two people arguing about something they don't 
fully understand, so they're foolish, <laughs> which happens all the time. Yeah, the <laughs> it's <afterlife>. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I'm really good at you know pounding the pavement and shaking my fist about something that I'm not fully educated on. <laughs> oh no, I heard this. No, you're wrong. And then I find out. Oh man, I was totally wrong. There's nothing worse than the moment in an argument when you realize that you're wrong, <laughs> and you're like. How do I recover from this one? And save face. Yeah. Well, I was just playing bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being devil's advocate. <laughs> I never got that. No. What does that even mean? But this is what they talk about here. Devil's advocate. They got to escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. That's scary. I would not want to be that person. But I love this because he says, in humility, correct those who are in opposition. That's the hardest part right there. Because you want to tell them that they're wrong. And you want to gloat a little bit when you prove them wrong. And that's not of God. That's of the devil, he says. Um, no, it's just a, it's, a, it's a great layout for what a servant should be like. Like Brent said, it's like, bam, resume, boom. <laughs> yeah, you and know, I'm not there. No padding necessary. But yeah, who could who can, in their right Can't mind, me. confidently put that down for themselves? Start okay. arguing with me. I'll argue back. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, where you go, where to go and what to think, you know? I'm so not there. And, uh, you know, l- looking at this passage about servanthood, you know, um, we all want to be servants of Christ. Yeah, that's our that's our goal. You know, we just want to serve you, Lord. We say that. We pray that. You know, in the midst of this quarrel, this 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 false doctrine, you know, there's, and it's, it's very relevant to today. If you look around the culture today, there's people spewing all kinds of nonsense and all kinds of... Um, even within the Christian community, you know, people that are just off enough to make people go to church and not actually believe in Jesus Christ. You know, they're they're going to church, they're thinking they're a part, they're Christians, they're a part of the flow, but the doctrine's off just enough that they're not they don't believe in Christ. They're they're just following a doctrine and some made up babbling. You know, and here's Timothy. How do you react to that with gentleness? The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, be gentle, able to teach and patient. You know, I'm just getting the picture of young Timothy learning how to deal with this. You know, and that's Paul's helping him here. You know, and how are we going to show Jesus Christ in the midst of this this type of culture where, you know, there's a lot of doctrine out there and not, not a lot of truth. And, you know, and it starts with, you know, back in the beginning of the passage tonight, you know, make yourself, present yourself, um, in, in such a way that you are a to be diligent and approved worker of Christ, rightly dividing the word of truth. First, you need to know what the truth is. I mean, if you're going to be able to communicate that, you need to know what the truth is. So you can divide, you know, this is not true, this is true, this is not, and properly do that in such a way that you can categorize those things. You know, and you start there, and then as you start reacting to the world, as the world's throwing all this bad doctrine at you, you know, you'll be able to react to it in such a way that you're not, all hot shot prideful but that you're gentle you're willing to explain and to teach and be patient and that's like long suffering that's like suffer long with these people like it's not blasting them with the truth and then moving on we do that so often where we get out our swords of this you know our word of god our swords and we start beating people over the head with our swords instead of using it as a scalpel and slowly just carving out the the things and and slowly you know stripping away the stuff that isn't true um and humility you know we haven't gotten all figured out either no matter how much of a bible scholar you are (laughs) you haven't gotten to the point where you are the the be-all know-all when it comes to the word of god you know we're we have a 
eternity to fully understand the depths of what God's Word is saying to us. And But in humility, you know, you're able to correct those who are in opposition and be able to hopefully, you know, there's, there's grace in this. It's like, if God will grant them repentance, you know, you can just hear the heart of Paul desiring for this repentance, desiring for these people to come to terms with, I'm wrong, and to be broken. And he understands it's a heart issue and that God needs to be the one to change their hearts. We're not going to convince them. You know, we're not going to be so eloquent in our argument that they're going to go, you know what, you're right, I didn't think about it that way. It's going to take a softening of, from the Lord. And, hope, you know, she says, by chance, don't blow that. Don't blow that opportunity to be used in that way, you know, by just being all hot shot and in their face. Because you know what, they're going to go, yeah, you're right. You're not acting like you're like Jesus. You're not acting yeah. like a servant. And they get offended and they become that much further from um, where God may be drawing them toward himself. And man, to be a servant in that way is just an amazing thing. And I pray that we all have that heart. Just what Brent was talking about. Uh, it just reminds me, you know, we don't know how to be humble when we're correcting somebody because it's never been, no one's ever been humble to us when they're correcting us. You know, it's always like, I got a word for you, bro. <laughs> and they like, got broed. all of a sudden they start to like rise up. They're like five inches taller than they were before you were talking to them. Like, what is happening? Like, why is this guy looking down at me? You know, yeah, I made a mistake. Why does he have to come down on me like this? You know, it's a tough thing. It's a fine line before, you know, and obviously the person who's getting corrected or in opposition, it's up to their perception. Like, you could be doing it in all humility and they just might not have want to hear it. And they're going to like paint you out to be, but he's saying, you know, be gentle to all, you know, regardless of how they see, you know. There's another part in the scripture where Paul says, you know, live peaceably among men as much as is up to you. You know, like, there's going to be some people that you're just not going to be able to please, but it's up to us to take the lead. In the last verse, Paul is just very excited. And his heart, like we said last week, is all around sharing the gospel and converting souls to Jesus, isn't it? And he says, you know, hopefully these people come to their senses. He realizes they're just, they're ignorant. They're foolish. They don't know what they're talking about. And hopefully they come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. And he ultimately wants to see them saved. Isn't that awesome? Like, you know, when we're in opposition with someone, we just want them to to, to be pain, you know, be in pain. You know, we just want them to suffer <laughs> for their foolishness. And oh, they're dumb anyway, you know, whatever. We, have, we don't have a heart of compassion. And even amidst this, he's telling Timothy, you know, you react to this way with love, you know, and, you know, who knows what God will do and hopefully we'll save them and pull them out and wake them up. Yeah. I mean, the last song we have for you tonight is called Alibi by Tate. And it's just kind of talking about, you know, not needing to get caught up in all this nonsense and, you know, I don't need your alibis. I, you know, it's all a bunch of lies and, and he just goes on and saying, you know, I don't need to live my life this way. And I, it's a great song, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're getting to close out the night with it. But take these words to heart. Get your Bible out. You, wherever you are, go and read this. Because this is one of the clearest pictures of how we should interact with other believers and with non-believers. He says, don't let someone get suck you into their idle babblings. Because it, it just generates strife. It just causes opposition. It doesn't profit anything. And... You know, flee youthful lusts. Don't get caught up in those things. Pursue God with a pure heart. Avoid, you know, the foolish and ignorant disputes. Be gentle. Able to teach. Some people are like, oh, it's not my job to be a teacher. Well, if you're a servant of God, you're called to be able to teach. Because we're out there in the world 
as God's ambassadors. You know, if we can't teach these people that are new Christians or unbelievers how to live, then what are we even doing here? Why didn't God just pull us up to heaven when we got saved? You know, uh, patience. I need that myself. In humility, correcting those so that God could grant them repentance and rescue them from the snare of the devil. That's it's, that's what we're talking about here. It's not just like so that they can have fun. It's like this is life and death, and we got to get out there and stay true, stay focused on God, and forget all those distractions. So until next week, be cool, cats. Live for Christ. Mm-hmm.